to get us sucked in, to give us the dopamine response. So I tell people a lot of times is that it's not your fault. (laughs) Not your fault that you, you know, go to your phone out of boredom and you, you know, scroll through Instagram. Our brain has gotten so used to that response. Welcome to The Grit Show, Growth on Purpose. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez. And I'm happy to be here with you as your guide for all of us growing together as seekers and thrivers. Thought after by Fortune 100 companies and others, Marcy Rader has spoken for tens of thousands of people worldwide, from North Dakota to Dubai to Tokyo. As an award-winning speaker, she trains her audiences to maximize their energy, conquer the calendar, master tasks, and extinguish their email. To change your career, team, organization, one habit at a time. Marcy Rader believes that health powers productivity. She's a multi-certified health and productivity expert, a three-time author, and the founder of Rader Co. Marcy helps executives, teams, and individuals banish burnout, keep good people, and move forward through practical tailored tools, healthy, sustainable habits, and coaching accountability. We are very excited to have her here today to help us learn about these things. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I would love to hear more about your journey to becoming an expert about the efficiency and the productivity pieces. Sure. I used to work in clinical research, and I worked in that field for 14 years. And the last six to eight, I was a corporate trainer. Mm -hmm. And during that time, um, well, for about a decade, I traveled up to 48 weeks a year. Oh, wow. And also did over 100 ultra and endurance events. So Ironmans and, and longer. Mm-hmm. And managed to shut down with Inbox Zero every night with all the travel and the training and things. And people would ask me, you know, how do you do that? Teach me. Yeah. And I would do this training for clinical leads that was two weeks long and one for new CRAs that was um, three weeks long. And the last day was always like Mercy special training on email and time management and and um, how to travel and be healthy and all those things. And the feedback that I got was always, you know, this was the best part of the whole two weeks or the whole three weeks. It's practical. It's actionable. Yes. And when I decided to leave the corporate world, it felt very natural to me to <laughs> to move into that space and coach and speak and train on that. But I will tell you, the book that started it all for me, I mean, I've always been very organized and I'm type A, type awesome. Uh, And and so I've always been very organized. But the the book that really changed my life was called The Power of Less by Leo Babata. Mm -hmm. And probably 13, 14 years ago, I read that. We downsized twice, um, culminating from that book. I mean, when I say it changed my life, we moved. We got rid of a bunch of stuff. We moved again. Um, we now live in an 1,100 square foot house. We are debt free. I became debt free at 46. I'm 48 now. I read everything about minimalism that I could mm-hmm. find. And this was when it, um, you know, this was a long time ago. So, you know, any blog that people would write about um, minimalism and productivity, I just absorbed it all. And it just became a passion of mine. And there, there it went crazy from then off. 
is so intriguing. I love it. I want to hear more about this. This is great. And so you kind of integrated the minimalism aspects of being able to work with productivity is kind of how those two things came together, huh? Yes. And that word minimalism scares people a little bit because some people think that it means that you have one bowl, one spoon, um, you know, you wear the same color of shirt and the same, you know, style every day. And, and it really is just, you know, only having around you what you love and what is functional. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, you know, getting rid of the myth, like just yeah. the step is like, meh, you know, like not, not having that clutter up your space. Yeah. Um, you know, your inbox, you know, not having a lot of things come in that don't add value to you. Um, social media, you know, being very intentional about it, not going to it out of boredom. And so you can think of minimalism in a different way. You know, it could even be the number of connections that you have, you know, the number of groups that you belong to. And so it's not the, I mean, I don't really use that term anymore, but mm-hmm. it's it's what got me started on yeah. this path. Yeah. Yes. To find your way to be able to to make things fit a little better, it sounds like yeah. even. Yes. 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 Well, tell us more about this. Like, what is the the piece that you feel is the most useful for your clients that you've found for trying to make things work better for them? The the main thing that people come to our company for is really comes down to digital distraction. Mm-hmm. We get hired a lot for email extinguisher, simple steps to shrink the inbox. Mm-hmm. That's our main workshop. We even have an email action plan. That's a, a two-session coaching program. Um, there We have something called Focus Power-Ups, which is a workshop on dealing with you know tech distractions, and especially at home. The search term, how to focus at work, increased by 300% in 2020. And so we, you know, we do workshops, training and private coaching or personal coaching really around guardrails, around time, technology and energy even. And a lot of that comes down to what we're focusing on and prioritizing. And is that where you find is the most important thing is making like conscious decisions about what you're going to prioritize and focus on the planning piece of that or? Yes. And um, so. With technology, you know, technology is designed with a hook to get us sucked in, to give us the dopamine response. So I tell people a lot of times is that it's not your fault. (laughs) Not your fault that you, you know, go to your phone out of boredom and you, you know, scroll through Instagram. Our brain has gotten so used to that response. And sometimes it seems counterintuitive, but to... To save yourself from yourself, you sometimes need technology to save yourself from a technology. And that's, you know, I am a big fan of an app called Freedom. And it's something you can install on your computer and it will block you from certain websites at certain times of the day. Or if you decide, like, I want to focus on this thing that, you know, you turn on a freedom session for however many minutes and you can't open up any other websites or or any that you blacklisted. And so, you know, it's it's okay to have to use those things. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not a good idea to waste your willpower on that. And that's what it comes down to is, you know, when we are fighting, not looking at our phones, not looking at our email, mm-hmm. that's that's taking up precious willpower yes. that 
we could maybe be using at night when we're deciding what to have for dinner or whether or not to go to the um, Just Salad restaurant or go through the Wendy's drive-thru. You know, technology affects our willpower and discipline. And setting up these tech guardrails ahead of time can can help with that. Oh, I like that. I like that acknowledgement because we only have so much bandwidth for all of these decisions that we're having to make and to be able to have something to help with some of those ways that we are being so distracted so that we can save our decision making for the things that are important at the end of the day when we're exhausted by it. Mm -hmm. That can make a big difference. Yeah. So how can you support focus with teams then? Is it the same type of tech guardrails that you use for that or is it different for teams? No, it is not different for teams. 40%. So the Digital Wellness Institute recently did a study and 40% of respondents said that the digital communication mm-hmm. at their company was mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why they were leaving the digital culture. Because, really? Yes. Because of all of the, I mean, it's just, it's like the wild, wild west. People pinging, ringing, buzzing, you know, at all hours and not having any kind of etiquette. You know, you emailing somebody at seven o'clock at night, but you would never call them, you know, at yes. seven. So when I work with teams, it's, you know, maybe coming up with a communication charter to ask everyone, you know, what are your guardrails? You know, do you have your phone on silent most of the day? What are your work hours? Um, you know, what is the best way to reach you if something's urgent? If it's just something that's FYI, you know, because we had people emailing, slacking, you know, Teams chats, texting, you know, calling. Some people do still call. You know, there, <laughs> there are so many different avenues to get messages that there are rarely clear guidelines on how to communicate with each other. And one thing I tell people is, well, lay back up. There's two schools of thought. And one is that, hey, if I want to work during my off hours and they answer, that's on them. And mm-hmm. I say, ish, because if you are in a position of hierarchy, yeah. it doesn't matter how many times you say, why work at night or the weekend? Don't worry about replying back to me. People will feel compelled. Because you are their superior. And if they know that you work, many people will feel compelled just to check because you don't want to be the one to not answer that email, especially if there are multiple people on the thread. And so, you know, really working with leadership for them to set the expectations and model the behavior that they tell people, you know, that, and I'm like air quotes, that they're encouraging people to adopt, but they're not mm-hmm. adopting themselves. And it can, it can be so simple by just scheduling the email, schedule yeah. the team's message. You don't have to send it, you know, yeah. right then. And um, even you can schedule Slack messages. You can schedule texts with the right app. And, you know, the difference too is that, because we, we also um, work with business owners And, you know, me as a business owner, I have a more flexible schedule. I actually really enjoy working on Saturday mornings. But, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times on Fridays, I don't work that much. Or um, it might be that, you know, I'm half a day on a Thursday. I'm out, you know, doing things that other people do on the weekend. So my schedule is much more flexible. But my 
my coaching clients that are working like regular nine to fives, which that I don't even know if that exists anymore, eight to six or whatever, yeah. eight to seven, seven to six, they're already working those hours and they don't have that flexibility. So the goal is for them not to be working at night when their kids are with them or not yeah. to be working on the weekends. That's when they need to recharge. Yes. And so if we keep letting it sprawl into all those hours, we're just burning people out, which is not what yes. we want to do. Yeah. And remote, the remote hybrid environment is, has made it worse. And I'm not an, against remote. I've actually worked remote since 2001. But our screen time has gone up three hours in the last two years from an average of eight hours a day to 11. Wow. Or remote workers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a, a lot of that is video. Yeah. A lot of video meetings. Yeah. That definitely adds to it as well. Do you put that into the, the charters, the communication charters about how much you're having meetings? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's even, even before COVID, yeah. meetings in, in most surveys were the number one least productive thing at a company. And whenever I work with a company, we send out a productivity scorecard and it asks them, asks everybody questions about their email, task management, time, meetings, and so on. And I'm telling you, every, I have not worked with a single company that didn't complain about ineffective meetings. Not yeah. one. Yeah, it's a challenge. Too many. Yeah. Yeah, too many. And Making sure they have a purpose and the right people are there instead of just having everyone arbitrarily having to attend, even though it's taking away from them actually getting things done and being productive. Yeah. And and when they do that, there's a rule of seven for every number of people in a meeting over seven decision making decreases by about 10 percent. Mm. And so, you know, I, I offered that. But then also the more people on the meeting, the more people are multitasking. Because and because they don't, they're like, well, nobody's going to ask me or so yeah. and so will take care of it. So then there's that, mm -hmm. and you know, there's this meeting calculator online where you can take people's estimated hourly rates and see how much this meeting actually costs. And you Ooh. know, if if I so everybody that works for me, they're um, hourly, mm -hmm. and so. I'm very considerate when I am inviting people to meetings because this is like, I know exactly how much this is going to cost me. And it's, if you had a room of executives and all of their direct reports and they were, um, you know, they were able to see how much it was costing them. Like, oh, this was a $7,000 meeting yes. or this is a, you know, $16,000 meeting and we didn't even make a decision. Yep, exactly. No, so, no there's been a reached. couple of times where I've actually calculated like, okay, how much, how much is this costing you? And they were just astounded. You know, they can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a very, very good tool to have. Very good tool to have. Yes. And so when looking at focus, like what are some of the tools and tricks you have to help people with focus? I am not a fan of notifications mm. on phone, your watch, um, email for certain. And that is one of the first things that we take off when we're working with personal coaching clients. Notifications on as the default are not there to help you be more productive. They're there to get you to use the tool more. Mm -hmm. And we've just gotten used to them being on, but it just means that we've been, you know, we've, we've just gotten used to the state 
of distraction. And this constant switch tasking, every time we get a notification, it leads to that feeling, you know, I worked all day. I don't know what I did. Yes, I definitely yes. felt that. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and whenever I say that, people are like, oh, yeah, that's me. And, and it's because of the switch tasking back and forth. And we're, you know, we're switching from one, one context to another. And I liken it to, you know, if you were driving at four in the morning from one city to the next, there's nobody on the road. You're getting great gas mileage. You're in the zone. You get from point A to point B. You don't even think about it. Compare that to rush hour, where every time you're stopped, you're not back up to 70 immediately. You have to speed back up, stop, speed, stop, speed, stop. You may only get to 30 or 40 miles per hour during rush hour. That is your brain on notifications where you're never really getting focused. So I say turn off everything that you feel comfortable with. Like the only notifications I get are... um when I travel, I get like the airline notifications, those pop up, and um, my phone. Because if somebody calls me, then that's usually a little bit more urgent because hardly anybody calls. Uh. So the phone is, is one that's on for me, but I don't even have like texts on. I just check, you know, once an hour or so. So that would be one thing, um, you know, establishing phone-free time to recharge our brains and let ourselves just thinkitate. Because we don't just think enough. And, and I was guilty of this too, where I always had input coming in. I was listening to a podcast. I was um, an audiobook. I was, you know, there's always something going in to my brain. And, you know, so giving ourselves that time, because if we don't give ourselves quiet time, then we're not able to think uh, or solve problems, I should say. And, and that's why, you know, you usually solve a problem when you're exercising or taking a shower. Yeah. So that would be another thing is establishing something that you do that's device free, where you don't have input coming in. And then from a team's perspective, establishing some kind of communication charter to and get input from your team and find out how people want to communicate best and and kind of get on the same page with them. No, that's very useful. And it's interesting. I've noticed that when I'm really stressed out that I don't listen to the radio in the car. I don't have any music on, no podcast, no nothing. It's just quiet in my car. And so that must be because I need to think. So now I feel better yes. about that. I used to think, oh, I must be overwhelmed because I don't have any music on, but I just need to think. That's a good, yeah. good reminder. That's an important thing to do. It's not just for the shower. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we need to, and you know, we become more creative when our, when we're a little bit bored. I was so guilty of this and I took a, um, I took an input fast mm-hmm. or I, I had an input fast last year. I had a podcast episode about it. I didn't listen to any podcasts for a month. I just listened to music. Mm-hmm. And because I, I'm number one learner in strengths finders, if you're familiar with that yeah. assessment. So I am always like taking a course and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and listen to an audiobook. And um, I thought, okay, I'm just going to listen to music for a month. And it was a really good experiment for me. Um, for one thing, just, you know, there are lots of hits from the 80s and 90s that I had forgotten about. Uh-huh. Brought back some fun memories. 
Yes. Do you notice an increase in your creative abilities and your your thoughts that came in that were different because you were able to have more space for that? I don't know necessarily if I felt like I was more creative, but I did make the decision to have more phone-free times. Yeah. And phone-free activities because I did feel like that there was some kind of shift and that I was just able to think more and solve problems. More. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, when I travel, I've noticed when I um when I was writing that traveling was always when I did more writing. And I think it's because I had more quiet time when I was yeah. traveling. And that's yeah. a big difference. So that's good to think about that you do need that space sometimes and to go on walks or do exercise, do things that you can do without extra things coming in. Because if we're just like taking things in all the time, we don't have time for it to process. Yeah. And, you know, because you mentioned writing. Um, so I've written three books and two of them, most of the books were written at Umstead State Park, which is near where I live in Raleigh. And I would take my laptop there and get about two hours of juice on it. Mm-hmm. And it has no it has terrible cell service. So I couldn't even I couldn't get a hotspot if I wanted to. I couldn't get a text. Mm-hmm. And and there was nowhere to plug in. So even though I would, you know, drive there with my laptop or ride my back with my laptop, and I only would write for two hours before my computer went dead, I would get more done in that two hours than I would if I stayed at home in my home office and, you know, had it open for three. Yes. Getting rid of the distractions makes such a difference in being able to focus sometimes. So definitely yeah. doing that. I've definitely noticed that. I did that where when I started my my podcast that I actually got an office space, a desk in an office and not having my office at home that had all the things and tons of projects to get done and all these distractions for me that I get pulled into that just going to a space where like there was a desk that there was nothing pretty much there and all I could do was the work that was in front of me made it so I got so much more progress done so much more done than when I was at home with all the distractions even though I had a home office. Yeah. Well and and back to your question about like improving your focus. One thing that I've recommended to people, and again, like I said, I've worked from home since 2001. I am a big fan of remote work. I am definitely more productive. I'm an ambivert. I'm an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but I need a lot of privacy. So um, I am much better at home because if if I was in an office with a bunch of people that I knew, yes, way too easy for me to strike up conversations. But I joined uh, a co-working space Mm -hmm. last year called Raleigh Founded, and I will go there and they have little fun booths, they have huddle rooms that I meet my concierge in and we'll co-work in there. And sometimes I'll just go and, but it's, there are some co-working spaces that are, that are a little bit more social. Well, ours is not. We have social functions, but for the most part, people are just in there, you know, um, working. And I will go in there like once a week and I find that I get a lot done there because I don't have the distractions at at home, especially if my husband is here. Mm-hmm. You know, like if my husband is like has a cold and doesn't go into work, I am out of here because yes. like I'll hear him like opening up cabinets and I know that all I need to do is say like, it's in the cabinet to the left, you know, because I, I know that he's looking for something. Um, but, you know, it's, I think that's one thing that, you know, co-working spaces are kind of missing the opportunity to advertise to people that do have a great home office. I mean, I have an amazing home office, um, but I still like to get out once a week or so 
And for people who don't have a co-working space near them, um, even a hotel lobby. I I love me a fancy hotel lobby. Uh, They're quiet. You know, um, I'll work off my hotspot. Sometimes I'll just buy a coffee at their cafe and I'll say, you know, can I hop on your Wi-Fi? And then I feel fancy because I'm in this gorgeous lobby. And so that's an option, too, because coffee shops can be good for some people, but sometimes it's a little loud and you can't always guarantee a place to sit. But a nice hotel lobby. Yeah. Yes, I've done that, especially in travel. I've discovered how nice they can be. But I so Vita co-working in Portland, Oregon. Vita is amazing. And I think that's actually one of the secrets, because when I've had jobs that I work at full time, when I go into the office, I feel like I need to check in with this person and this person. And I appreciate this person, what they contribute. So I need to go talk to them so I can maintain that connection, that gratitude for what they do. And so I spend a lot of time doing that, like, you know, deposits into all those banks of all those things and connecting. And when I come here, I do have people I enjoy talking to, but I don't feel the need to. and I don't have to. And I can go be antisocial and focus on my work. And I don't feel bad about it at all if I don't talk to anybody. So it's kind of nice. The co-working, that's a good point about the co-working is I don't feel the need to be social even if if I need to get my work done, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Very good tools. So even if you have a home office, it's not such a bad idea to have this co-working space. They have an option here for four days a month or you can have the desk space like I had when I started here, which was really nice. You have some options like that. Yeah, we have it. Our our option is um, I don't have a suite or an office, mm-hmm. but I can use any of the space, which there's plenty in space. And then I have, you know, unlimited access to meeting rooms if I want yeah. to. And it's two hundred dollars a month. Just yeah. the meeting rooms alone, like to be able to meet clients or meet other people there for a few hours, you know, a few times a month is is well worth it. And the community, you know, it's um. One thing that I have heard from some people, you know, when they went remote is that they feel a little isolated mm-hmm. and it's nice. Like they have community days and things like that at Raleigh Founded. And so it, it is nice to have a, a community um, to feel part of. Yeah. But again, the, it's, it's like the best of both worlds because it's yeah. not I feel that I have to for my career or business. Yes. You talk yeah. to that person next to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice bonus. Yeah. They have happy hours here and they have lunches here and they have great activities. It's great mm-hmm. to participate in. But if I miss one, I don't feel like I'm missing out or disappointing anyone. Whereas with other jobs, I felt like you had to. So co-working spaces, they're awesome. So that's a good good way to help with focus. That's a good extra point. I like that. <laughs> so you also have a tool that you are coming out with that is brand new, hot off the presses. For, for planning is your um your playbook. Do you want to talk more about your playbook and how that can support these things too? Yes, because it just launched today. It is um, amazing. It's actually in pre-launch mode, but it's they called the Powered Path Playbook. And it is a, a digital meets analog tool. So it's not nice. just a planner. It's an online course explaining the prompts throughout the playbook and how to use it. and. I have used a lot of different planners over the last decade. And what I found is that they focus too much on the doing mm-hmm. and not enough on the reflection. And it's, it's, we need to ask ourselves the questions, you know, every month, like what worked well, what didn't work well? Um, you know, what do I need to change? What were my biggest brags? You know, what are, what are the wins for today? You know, when we take the time to reflect, we're better able to plan our future. Yeah. 
So this and the, the playbook goes along with my method of of annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily reflections and planning. So there are prompts for each of those. Mm-hmm. And for business owners, they tend not to have a group that they're discussing these things in. They're not doing annual reviews or mm-hmm. one-to-ones. So these are good prompts for business owners to do for themselves. Um, for employees, you know, the the benefit for employees is they can't remember what they did six months ago when yeah. they have their annual review. They they don't feel comfortable bringing up their, you know, top brags for the month when they have their one-to-one. So this, these, you know, props are there for them to be able like, okay, this is what I did this month. This is what I did. This is the lesson that I earned. And for leaders, it, it when leaders buy it for their teams, it's a consistent, they're consistent questions that they can ask their team member, you know, like, what were your brags? What, you know, what lessons did you earn this month? And so it creates this framework that um, the whole team or the individual can really chart their year and and be able to go back and look and reflect. And I've done this. This is, um, I've been doing this for like the last nine years mm-hmm. and and really, you know, perfect, I guess, perfected the the prompts um, for for what I feel works the best for my clients and for the people that I've done this with. That's amazing. So what's the course piece of it? Like how big is that commitment? And how does that in, um, integrate with it? It's not a big commitment because we're all nice. nice, fully scheduled. It is about an hour. Oh, nice. Yes, it is about an hour. And every there's a video for each prompt. Mm-hmm. And um, the shortest video is about 30 seconds. The longest, I think, is task batching. And, and that's a, um, a little under five minutes. Nice. And you have a focus yeah. of focusing on three things a day, which I love because I talked about that in one of our episodes. So I love it. But you yes. love that because you want to be, yes, focused on them things. Yes. Your top three priorities. And those are for your day, your week, your month, your quarter, and your year. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And that's going to all go up on December. You said December 5th. Is that right? No. So it's launched today. It's in mm-hmm. pre-launch mode. If, if people order before December 5th, I can guarantee it in time for the holidays. Oh, nice. And... The entire thing is $199, the course and the playbook. The playbook mm-hmm. is an analog, you know, we'll mail that to you. And I know the price will go up because my printing costs have gone up because we're adding some things into it. Oh, I have to tell you the bird that I'm really excited about. Nice. So one thing, too, is that I felt bad throwing away planners and journals. Every uh-huh. year. You know, I'd get these, like, beautiful linen bound, and I was like, oh, I'm just throwing them away. So I decided to create a binder style. And so that way, um, you can move like when you're done with the quarter, you can move it to the back. When you're done with the week, you could move it to the back. So you're always, you're, you know, the current time nice. is in the front if you want it to be. And also I put in like 50 extra lined pages so that say you're going to a workshop that day and you want to take notes, you can take out a lined page and put it right next to the day that, that it is that day. And, and also, you know, you can use your own binder that you want in the color that you want and not be, you know, restricted to like the black or the linen or whatever it is. Um, but for companies, if they wanted to, they could, um, we could co-brand it and they could have it coil bound if they want. But, but that option, I was really, 
excited about creating because it's more sustainable. And, you know, after the first year, you can just order a resale of yeah. the analog. And it's A5 size. It's not giant, you know, eight, 8 by 10 or 8 by 11. So I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this um, for my clients, but also just to introduce people to this reflection piece because to me, it's, it's been a really integral part of getting me to where I am. Mm-hmm. And I even offer a bonus reflections template for couples and partners. Nice. And like, yeah, my husband and I have done reflections. We do it every year on New Year's Day and then every, um, every anniversary on Ju- in July. And, you know, it encourages you. I don't want to say force, but encourages you to ask questions and talk about things that you might yes. not otherwise talk about, like what's working well. Yes. What's not working well. And, and even asking, you know, like in the individual playbook, it's, you know, your top brags, but do you think about your top brags as a couple, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a, that's a cool thing to, to think about. I mean, you know, if your partner's in crime or, you know, you're, you're doing stuff together every day or it's, it's important to kind of see how you're working as a team. Absolutely. That's brilliant. I think it's great to include that because that is something not enough people are doing and having that reflection. So it's nice to search into a planner. I don't think I've heard of that before. That's such a nice bonus. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's awesome. Wonderful. So as we're getting closer to time to wind things down and wind things up, did you have anything you wanted to make sure we covered or we kind of done a good job of getting things in and we can move into our self-care stuff? I feel like we have packed this. So I'm ready to move into self-care. Awesome. So for I'm excited self-care... about this one. Good. Our self-care spotlight. Tell us what you do for self-care. I'm excited because it's so easy. I have an infrared sauna. Ooh. Oh, it is the best health investment I have ever made. We got it in during um, COVID, uh, the first year of COVID. And I have Hashimoto's disease and pretty severe Renaud's disease. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it significantly helps with that. But it's on my screen and porch. And it is a device-free zone. I take no devices in there. I will either uh, meditate or do a self-hypnosis track um, or I read Ooh. or I do crossword puzzles. Um, and I typically will do that at the end of the day as my transition. Like um, it's, it's quarter to three right now. About four o'clock, I'll start heating it up. And between five and 5.30, I'll get in there for 20 to 40 minutes. If I have stuff that I'm doing in the evenings, then I'll get in it in the morning. Um, but it is the best health investment I've ever made. That's incredible. That's so great that you did that and that you're so good at using it on a regular basis to be able to enjoy those benefits. I use it every single day that I am home. Um, it would be, I would say there might be one to two days max a month that if I am not traveling, I am not in there for 20 minutes at least. That's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. But it takes a while to heat up, you said. So you have to be able well, to. It takes about an, well, in the summer, it only takes about 30 minutes. In the <laughs> winter, it takes um, about an hour to an hour and a half. But again, we have it on our screen and porch. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you had it, like my brother just bought one 
and mm-hmm. he wrapped his in his basement and it will take no time to heat up. Ah. And mine's, mine's a little older model um, and they, you can get them where they heat up much faster. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. That's not one I've heard about before. I love hearing about new ways of doing self-care and things that work for folks. That's amazing. That's great. So what would you have for our grit way? If we take one thing that people can implement immediately and take away, what would be the one thing you would recommend that people can just take away and start tonight or tomorrow to start doing to help um, increase their focus, their productivity, or what would you say? I'm going to offer a mindset shift. Nice. That usually I give it just an action, like do this action, but I want to do a mindset shift instead, especially because we're doing we're leading into the holidays. Mm-hmm. Instead of using the word barrier or boundary, mm-hmm. consider it a guardrail. So you have a technology guardrail or a time guardrail because guardrails keep us safe. When nice. we are driving around the mountains, at least for me, I want guardrails there. Mm-hmm. They protect me. And so when you set guardrails around your technology or your time, They're keeping you and your energy and your focus safe. Nice. So shifting the way you look at that and the way you think about that and label that to being guardrails, to be able to not be boundaries is something that you're choosing to have there to keep yourself safe and keep yourself on track. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That is perfect. Thank you so much. And what is the best way for people to find you and follow you and learn more about you? Hello, RaiderCo.com. And the playbook is helloraderco.com forward slash playbook. Excellent. Yes. Nice. And I am LinkedIn only. And I am fairly active on LinkedIn. So I'd love for people to connect with me there too. Awesome. Well, we will definitely make sure we have your LinkedIn in the show notes as well. So people can connect with you and to check out that the playbook on your website as well. Congratulations on that. That sounds like such a fun thing to have out and to have available for folks. Thank you. You know, just launching today and already seeing sales in my inbox, I am, I feel um, a lot of gratitude and for my team and um, just the people that have been involved and everybody that I've done reflections with over the last nine years. And it just, it, it just is a really amazing feeling. That's great. I love it. I love it. And we're coming right off of, you know, Thanksgiving. So gratitude good stuff. We love gratitude. Yes. 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 Good stuff. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for taking time to meet with us today, Marcy. This was very valuable. And I'm excited for people to hear all of it and to get um, all of the tips and tricks as well as having access to the um, what you're offering. Thank you. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you for being here as part of our audience today. If you're interested in checking out our coloring books, After all, it is the holidays. All you need to do is Google the color of grit and they should pop up. You can definitely find them on Amazon. You can also get sample pages off of our website, thegritshow.com. Don't forget, you are the only one of you that this world has got. And that means something. We'll be here again next Tuesday. I hope you are too.